I'm talking to the person in the mirror. Just talk to someone. Find your companion. Win over this battle of loneliness, for you're a champion. Look for the positives, the birds, butterflies and flowers. The future is not yet written, but let's make sure it's us. Hello and welcome to Open Up, your very own safe space to talk it out. Here we are with the fourth episode. Today, I'm with a very special person, a person with a bag of experience. Sarah DeBear is a professional storyteller who works mainly with traditional folk tales. She's also a published poet who integrates her personal experiences into her poems. Straight from the heart, she comes straight from the state of Connecticut in the eastern part of the USA. Welcome, Sarah, and thank you for being with us today. It means the world to us at Open Up. I am so glad to be joining you, and I so appreciate the chance to talk with you and, and with your listeners. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. So I'm going to start with a question for our guest speaker. Sarah, how does one open up to new people or chances? That question is something that I struggle with all the time. Um, because there have been times in my life when I've opened up to someone and it, I've, I've been hurt. And so sometimes I just want to pull back and I think I, I don't want to be hurt, so I'm not going to open up to people. But what I've learned is that the, it's worth it to open up to people because then I have a more of a community of people who will support me. So what I do I, when I meet somebody and I think, you know, this person may be a, a friend. This person might be someone who we um, connect with. And, and, but, but that feeling of vulnerability comes back. So one of the things that I do is I pay attention to the person I'm, I'm thinking about opening up to. And I, I notice, does this person treat other people with respect? I might be in a room with someone. It may even be the way they treat their animals. Um, I want to look a little bit at that person and then maybe open up a little bit, sort of a, a, a small step and see how they react. And if they open and share a little bit back to me, it becomes a process gradually of being more and more honest with one another until I have a treasured friend. When I have an opportunity that is new, that I haven't done that sort of thing before, I, I worry sometimes, am I gonna be able to do this well enough? But again, I, 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 I try to get a sense of the people who are asking me to do this new thing. And if I feel I can trust them. And, and I also try to make sure that if it doesn't work out, there's a way for me to say, I, I can't do this anymore. I, it's not, I'm not a good match. So I don't want to immediately say yes to something that where I'm going to have to do it for a year. I want to say yes 
to something where maybe I do it for one workshop or a couple of times. And then I get a sense, oh, this is something that I am good at. I, I'm feeling really proud of myself. So I, I want to have a, an escape door. Um, now, the idea of taking one step after another, um, as you said, I like to write poetry. And I was thinking one day about my son taking his first steps when he was just two years old. And so I wrote a poem that started with the memory of taking those first steps and then compared it to me when I'm about to try something new and how I also wind up taking those first steps. So if it's all right with you, I'd like to share that poem with you. Yes, definitely. That'll be a bonus for us. So the poem is called First Steps. My son's first unsteady steps. Step, step, wobble, fall. The grassy yard cushions him. With determination, he pushes up, sways a bit to find his balance, then takes a few more shaky steps. He does not always reach me. Exhausted from his efforts, he begins to cry. I run, arms outstretched, scoop him up and soothe him with words praising his efforts. You did such a good job. You did such a good job. These days, when I venture into unfamiliar territory, my steps are often imperceptible to anyone but myself. Sometimes I wonder if I have actually moved from where I used to be. I do not always land softly when I fall. When the breath is knocked out of me, there might be hands reaching out to help me to my feet, voices murmuring encouragement, praising my efforts. But if no one comes, I must take these steps. Calm my breathing. Cup my face with my own hands. Sing praises to myself of myself. Help myself to my feet. Continue my journey. That's the poem I wanted to share with you. This is just uh, beyond, you know, what I expected it to be because it's, it's just so deep. It has so much meaning to it, you know. The way you're comparing your life with your child's life is, is so relatable at times, you know, for, especially for young people, especially for people who are new mothers or who are coping up with stress because of their trust. You know, trust issues are a big thing. And taking yeah. forward from that poetry and that enlightening answer, I am going to say something that I read. To share your weakness 
is to make yourself vulnerable. To make yourself vulnerable is to show your strength. This is a quote by Chris Jamie. So taking forward from that, I'm going to ask something from our listeners. When was the last time you showed someone your scars or even yourself? I remember the day I showed my scar to someone, my mom. I was highly strung. My hands were shaking and my head was nothing less than, well, rickety. But the next moment, she let me pretend that I did not have any. And soon, that feeling of pretend turned into the truth. Sometimes we trust the wrong people and end up losing faith in anybody, even ourselves. We have to open our hearts to new opportunities. For if we don't, we'll not move forward. That fear of falling back will keep us stranded and left out on that one position of thinking that being vulnerable is weak. Trusting someone new is a crime. Opening up to new chances is a complete no. Just because someone broke your trust or even your heart doesn't mean that the whole world will do the same thing. It's just a game that your mind plays by spiraling you in a circle of pain and worry that someone inside of you doesn't know that trusting someone is the key to a happy life. It's always one step forward and three steps back. As long as you take that one step, the others always catch up. Now, I'm going to ask another question. Sarah, what are the barriers which people might face while opening up? Could you please enlighten and illuminate our listeners on the same, both from the perspective of family and peers? Well, as you speak, um, it, I think about the times when I have struggled with depression. And that is something that there is a lot of um, negative perceptions about people who um, struggle with depression. And so there were times when I was first trying to make sense of this strange thing that had come into my life. And I wasn't sure how people would react. I didn't know how my family would react. Um, one thing that was very lucky for me was that I had a very trusted friend who happens to also be my husband, who was able to, I, I knew that even if someone else turned away that he was there by my side. Um, sometimes for someone who's younger, that's a special friend or a sibling or a parent. Um, and that made it possible for me to approach the people in my family and, and even know that at first, um, some of them had a very hard time and um, weren't comfortable thinking of me in this different way. They thought of me as a strong person. And now all of a sudden they were thinking me, how can this strong person be weak? Um, and I think that 
they began to appreciate the kind of courage it took for me to battle, because it really was a battle on my way forward and, um, and keep living my life. And so then as they began to feel an admiration for what I was doing, it gave me the courage to tell someone else. So I, I think that uh, what I've found in my life is that building a, a little small community that supports me then helps me with the next person because I have like a safety net. Um, but in my poem, I talked about how sometimes no one is there but myself. And I need to find a way to encourage myself, to help myself back onto my feet, to sing praises to myself, to um, not to expect that everybody is going to react with admiration. Some people will pull back because they're scared. But so I think um, when I, I, I've talked sometimes about the fact that it's like I have an invisible disability, that there are human beings, people look at that human being and they say, oh, that person has something that they're struggling with. We'll be kind to that person because we see that person needs support. But when it's a, a mental disability, people can't see it when they meet you. And, and so it's more like an invisible disability. And, um, and then some people understand that and some people don't. And, and I find that I just have to be prepared. Maybe they will turn out to be someone who will support me. It's possible that they won't. And so I have to have the muscles to help me get back up and not give them all the control over my life. Thank you so much, Sarah. That was, you know, that's the bitter truth of life. As you spoke about the invisible disability, it's actually true. You know, when you see uh, someone with a mental, you know, any sort of mental problem, as it's, you never know if, you know, they, what they're feeling, you, unless you've been through it. It's also, you know, that you, you can never understand if that person is sad or that person is happy or if that person is just trying to pretend. And as you said that in the beginning, your, uh, your family didn't quite appreciate because they thought of you as a strong person. And just by telling them that small truth about yourself for the first time, made them think that you're weak so that that is actually quite the truth and you know taking forward from that it's as if just by trusting you you know yourself you end up seeing light in others the way you behave with yourself mm. is how you treat others you may not know this but every day is like a seed for me i try to make it grow but without the sunlight and water, it shrinks. 
the sunlight and water for me are hope and an open mindset. I also call it a growth mindset. You can choose a name too. So uh, I'd like to ask another question here. What is the sunlight and water for you, Sarah? What is the sunlight and water which makes you grow every day, as I stated? Well, there's, there's, for one, the community that I was talking about, the people who, whose love um, warms me like the sun, the people who, if I could call, if I'm feeling a little, like I need a little warmth and they um, will say the things that I need. Um, so there, or people in my family who are here in the house with me at the moment, that's my husband. Um, also, the um, when I sit down and write poetry, it gives me the opportunity to think through um, what I, my feelings are. And and to some someone said once that to name something is to um, to sort of tame it to um, and. And so by, by writing a poem about something that feels completely kind of fuzzy and floating out there and um, kind of like a big, heavy black cloud. But I get, if I write poems, I can put it into my hands and onto the paper and it's not there. Then the, then the um, sunlight can come in and um, and maybe a, a little water, but I won't get flooded with water. Um. That is so true. And you know, that's so sweet of you to tell me. It's actually, I'm so glad that I am eligible enough to know that about you, that how you never want to get flooded. You never want to get flooded, but you need a little bit of water. And that's a part of everybody's life, you know unless you touch it unless you touch the water you don't know it's wet so that's as if you know and when you unless you feel the rain there's no rainbow so that's how i'm glad that you told us that watch your sunlight and your water work and you know sometimes one can also feel that they're the sun and perception worry and anxiety are the planets orbiting around them if one is able to accept that and one is vulnerable towards such a situation, it doesn't mean that you give in easily or you're a weak person. It means that your personality is a rainbow at full brightness. Before we conclude, I'm going to ask Sarah one last question. How should a person learn that being vulnerable is a strength and not a weakness? Well, one thing um, that I hold on to all the time is that my a friend of my mother's once said, um, you don't know anyone else. Don't ever think that you know someone else. You don't even know yourself. And what and the reason that comforts me is that I sometimes if someone um, walks away from me after I reach out to them. I take it, often I take it personally. 
I think, oh, they didn't like me. But it might be something completely different from that. It might be that they're having a difficult time in their lives and they are um, not able to be fully present for another person, whoever that person is. So I try not to make judgments about other people because I can't understand what's going on in their lives. And I have to just keep going and say, okay, that was not the right person. That wasn't the person who was destined to be my friend. There are other people out there who are destined to be my friends, but that was not one of them. So um, I'm not sure if that totally answers your question, but- No, no, it absolutely does. You know, that example of uh, the destined to be your friend is quite true. And it also reminds me of, you know, a quote when you said that uh, they didn't like me, maybe they're going through something. Being, being kind is like fighting a battle. So you should be kind because you never know what battle the other person is fighting. It's as if you need to build more allies than the adversaries because sometimes there are so many adversaries in our lives and it's as if we can't find our brightness or the things that make us happy and that phase of life just just you know to stop it you need trust you need trust for that so that you can get out of that phase you need someone who you can trust sometimes it's also yourself so if you can do that then it's just so brilliant because it helps you to realize that being vulnerable is not weak so uh, if this stirred our listeners and you know stirred up your thoughts or made you realize the importance of trust in your lives then why not go and show someone your scars let's unmask not the one which is out in the open but the one which lies deep inside Let's face the fault in our stars once. You'll never know unless you try. Thank you so much, Sarah, once again for coming today. And with this, we come to the end of our fourth episode. We hope to see you again. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye.